0: Here we are now, with another episode of the Andrew Lake Podcast. If you are a regular listener of the Andrew Lake Podcast, please share your favorite episode, as this will help me find my audience. It will help to find the people who are ready to hear what we are talking about here. And today, I'd like to talk about the cycle of life. Have you ever thought about this? Are you in touch with this? Have you ever really considered what it means, this little fact that things seem to be revolving in cycles? The earth cycles around the sun. And we have the cycle of each day of a new dawn, a sunrise, and the sunset, and the night time. And that's probably one of the most obvious examples. It's probably one of the most fundamental cycles that we all operate under, that we all somehow, in so many ways, have our whole life revolve around or set up in accordance with, in some sort of way. And there are many cycles. There are so many of them. And not all of them are as easy to point out as the cycle of day and night. And furthermore, It's not quite just enough to point it out. It's not quite just enough to say what it is and say, Ah yes, I can see how things rise and fall with the rising and falling of the sun. We really have to look at the implications. We have to address our relationship to it. And if we do this in a mature way, if we really do this with sincerity, we can see that there's a lot to it because we can say, well, what is the implication of the cycle of night and day? Do you sleep very well? Do you have a sense of when it's time to go to sleep and when it's time to wake up? Do you have a sense of what time of day... Certain things are good for doing. There are certain things that are good for you to do. First thing in the morning. What are the things that you first do? The very first thing. What is the very first thing you do? And what sort of quality does your midday have? What sort of quality does your evening have, and what are the things that are good to do right before bed, right before sleep. And this idea of cycles, this idea of looking at things and really understanding how we relate to them, comes up with women's periods. Because the menstrual cycle of the women's reproductive system is a cycle It's a biological cycle, just the same as night and day is a cycle. It's a planetary cycle. And I thought about this, and I thought, now in so many ways, men have periods just the same as women do. And the basic logic there is, well, women are living with cycles both biological and planetary. So, why shouldn't men? Why don't men? And I figured that, well, actually they do. They do live with certain biological cycles. And I tried to expand on this. I tried to really think through some of the parameters. And we could say, well... Another thing to understand is that there are multiple kinds of cycles, not just planetary and biological. They could be emotional, they could be energetic, they could be psychological. There can be seasonal cycles. There can be cycles in diet, in taste. There can be cycles in perception. And I really think that even just in the terms of the cycle of the the women's reproductive system, it would make sense that men have a way of cycling through their sexual energies that must have, at some point, been in harmony with the women's menstrual cycles. There must have been a time, there must have been a culture... There must have been a place. Because women's menstrual cycles have social implications. They have implications that affect the relationships of the people around them. And that's a whole cold, hard truth. Now we can say that there's actually a lot in that Societies today and cultures today at large, and probably maybe it's even the majority of cultures throughout history, have actually worked against this. And they haven't actually understood this. Now, to understand it means to actually go with it. And to have ceremonies in place. To have processes in place. To have understandings between people, in place, so that when these cycles occur, it's actually okay for the relationship. It's actually okay for what's happening within that tribe, that family, that community, and so on. And it must be, it must be that there was a time, sometime, when... Women's menstrual cycles were well understood, and this meant that, well, the way the men were behaving and talking and acting were, in a sense, conditioning them also to be in sync with how the menstrual cycle occurs for the women. And of course, it's not quite so much biological with the man. now. I would say that in my experience, there are biological processes that occur. For example, the man has a way of releasing his seed in the same way that the woman has a way of releasing her egg. And if you don't masturbate and you're actually integrating your sexual energies and you're not having sex, then you'll actually have a wet dream. And that is actually something that occurs in cycles. That is a cycle that is biological and in relation to the man's sexual reproductive organ. And this has an effect on the rest of the man. This has an effect on how he feels. Uh, The day after his wet dream, or even for the few days after, he's going to have certain feelings. He's going to have certain emotional changes. His hormones are going to be changed. His moods are going to be changed. And also leading up to it, he's going to have certain feelings, certain senses. And this can lead to all sorts of things. It can lead to frustration. It can lead to a bitterness in his emotion. It's a, it's a, It's a tangle in his emotions, in his feelings, and in his body. And this is the equivalent of saying, well, oh, he's sexually frustrated. Or, oh, he's on his period. And understanding this, understanding that there are moments of frustration and painful emotions and painful feelings... At certain times that reoccur can allow for us to help each other. It can allow for us to actually say, oh, okay, this is your time. I need to be more understanding. I need to be more caring. I need to be able to actually recognize also that this will pass. Now, that's a big one for men. It's a big one for men having their periods. Because when a woman has her period, well, she at least knows that it's going to pass. And in some ways, actually, that can be a hang-up. Because you can say, you can be having your period as a woman and say, well, why is it lasting so long? Why does it take so much long? Why does it have so much pain for so, so much time? Why won't it just pass? Because women have all different lengths of intensity and all sorts of differences in how their menstrual cycle occurs. But for the man, well, he might not even know this. He might not even be a, aware of this. He might not even see that actually you're in, a, in an emotional, and, and not entirely emotional, it's also energetic and it's also physical. And, and this, of course, translates in, into the mental realms. It's more just generally, like broadly speaking, you're in a you're in a rough patch, you're in a tricky spot, and you're just irritated, you're just uncomfortable, and you don't know why. And so many men don't have the explanation that well, this is a part of a cycle. This is a part of a process which is changing, and ebbing and flowing. Now, so much in culture for both men and women is poised to actually flatten out changes. There are so many things that hide the ups and the downs. For example, if you're eating a lot of sugar, then you've got ups and downs just in that. If you're drinking caffeine, then you've got ups and downs in that. If you're drinking alcohol, then you've got downs and ups in that. And then you've also got things that are trying to work towards a consistency. Now, if you're going to work, you're expected to be consistent. Turn up at the same time. Have the same energy level. Have the same output. Have the same productivity. Have the same kind of concentration. And it's meant to be the same every day, day after day after day, week after week after week. And if you're traveling around or you're moving about wherever you live, then you're expected to do that with the same sort of efficiency. Why should it take longer to get to the shops sometimes rather than less times? And that in and of itself, that, oh, I'm late or I'm on time or I'm early or I have to be absolutely sure that I'll take the right amount of time to get where I'm going. a kind of just physical navigating around, even in that is a very subtle and yet very deep assumption that, well, we need consistency. It needs to be the same every time. And these two things of having the assumption of consistency and sameness all of the time and these things which are causing these great big peaks and troughs like sugar and caffeine and alcohol confuse the whole thing. They confuse how you feel. They confuse your sensitivity to the natural cycles. Now, in the case of the man, if you're jerking off, if you're masturbating, This completely hides, in so many ways, the reproductive cycles for the man. There's almost no way because, well, then you're not going to have a wet dream. You're not going to be sensitive to the different ups and downs and the different ways in which your seed is released and different times in which it naturally wants to be released. And all of this all of this simply means that we're not sensitive to what we really are to what we naturally want to be have you ever heard someone talk about going back to nature going back to how you were naturally were how you naturally were before this modern civilization well let me tell you that doesn't mean Getting naked and going into the forest doesn't mean going on a bushwalk. And of course, that's a beautiful thing. That's very important. Connecting with nature in that way is very important. And it doesn't mean that we all start living in caves and we have to renounce our modern civilization. It doesn't mean that either. No, not at all. What it actually means is being in touch with your nature. Being in touch with your cycles. And so much in our culture today hides that. So much in our culture today is actually working against that. Because it's all to do with quick fixes. It's all to do with... Cheap highs. How do you have the cheapest high for the most immediate gratification? And of course, women need to be understood with their consistency. Because women, well, they have it really hard because they're expected, they have these things of being expected to perform consistently and and yet they have this reproductive cycle which is causing them to actually not be able to be consistent. And of course they shouldn't be expected to be consistent. They should be allowed to ebb and flow. They should be allowed to have sensitive times. They should be allowed to have times when they withdraw from people or they go into themselves they should be allowed to have times when well both times when they're sexually active and they're sexually adventurous and they're also sexually withdrawn and of course if you're in a relationship that's something you have to really be aware of that's something you really have to be completely honest with as a woman and also as a man. Now for a lot of men, they're very impulsive. So to suggest, to suggest to a man that, well, there are times when he actually shouldn't be having sex or he shouldn't be sexually active as a part of an ebb and flow in his sexuality might seem like a bit of an outrageous claim might be that the assumption you're working under is, well, sex all the time is really good and the more the better. And then when your partner is on her period or she's not sexually active, then it's a problem. It's like, oh dear. Whereas actually, if you understand that men have periods too, you can synchronize your period with your partner. You can actually work together to have that as an ebb and flow. And you can actually, of course, if you understand the trough, if you understand the down, you understand when you can't have sex or you're not having sex or you're less sexually active, then you can understand the peak. You can actually understand what it means when you are both sexually active. You can actually make that into a much higher peak. You can make that into something well it's a it's a cycle which you're riding you're riding the cycle instead of resisting it or working against it or trying to hide it or trying to cover it up in certain ways so this is really important and i don't think this is commonly understood and to actually get in touch with this to actually the the, the real practical side of this of how you actually move back to being in touch with your cycles, both as a woman and as a man, is to actually flatten out those things that are working against it. And I've already said a few common examples here, like sugar, caffeine, and alcohol. And understand that your work, your consistency, is also part of that. It's the other side of that. And essentially, the thing that really does it is meditation. If you can have a consistent daily meditation practice, then that is your time to allow yourself to pay attention to what your cycle is telling you. It's your time to really listen to the cycle as it's occurring With an open mind, with an open heart. To say, okay, I want to understand. Okay, there are things in me which are chittering and chattering away, which need to be quiet so that I can get in touch with these cycles. And of course, if you're open, you'll find that many cycles open for you. You'll get in touch with all sorts of cycles, not just your sexual energies but also your metabolism that's also a cycle you eat your food it goes into your mouth down your throat into your stomach through your intestines through all the other organs that you've got and then onto the grass <laughs> and the grass grows and then you eat the you eat the grass and that's a cycle. And you can get in touch with that. And you can see just in that, in, an, in the impulsive, in an, in an impulsive version of that, you're really only thinking about the taste. You're thinking about the taste and the craving. So you, you have this craving and then you eat it and then you've satisfied that craving. And that's your that's your relationship to that cycle. It's just the fe- the feeling of craving and then the feeling of getting it. And that is much the same as, well, menstrual cycles or periods for both men and women. They have a frustration and they want a relief from it. Or they have a craving or they want a relief from it. And of course, for, for a woman, we can say that, well, she's either on her period or she's not. That's like saying you're either hungry or you've had some food. And that is not a cycle. That's not an understanding of a cycle. That's not being in touch with the cycle at all because these processes are not on-off switches. Cycles have multiple stages throughout them. Cycles have coming-intos and going-out-ofs. They have crescendos and decrescendos. And they have clearly defined stages which go one after the other after the other. And so for in the case of eating, for the in case of the metabolism, you'd have the cycle of, well, we can just easily think this through by saying, how do we make this into something a little bit more detailed than just hungry or full of food? You've got the taste. You've got the digestion. You've got the sensation of what's happening within your belly. You've got a few hours after that of when the energy is released. When is the energy released from the food? And how does that feel? And then you've got when it's in your bowels. You've got before you go to the toilet, before you do your poo-poo and your pee-pee. How does it feel when you're full, really down low? How does it feel right before you go to the bathroom? And then you've got how it feels as it's coming out, as you do your plopping. And then you've got how you feel after that. 20 minutes, half an hour, one hour, two hours. And how long is it after that that you actually feel hungry again? And if you don't eat, you stay hungry. Well, do you stay hungry continuously? Or does that that actually pass and the cycle continues? Now, if you really want to get in touch with this, you would actually meditate nonstop for an entire cycle. And that's one of the things that is great about meditation retreats. Because you get to see... And listen and take the time to actually really go through experientially to all these different parts. And get to see all these different things. Now in the case of periods, in in the case of the women's menstrual cycles and the men's sexual energy cycles, well it's a little bit more tricky because those cycles are longer, aren't they? They can be months, weeks and months or even longer. And the best we can do there is to have a daily meditation practice, a consistent, everyday meditation practice, because that will allow you to become more aware of it. It will allow you to develop the skill of actually becoming sensitive to these cycles. And that's why meditation is so important. That's why Opening up to what's actually going on within you experientially is so important. Now, there's another way to think about this. There's still more to understand about men's periods. And that is to just take a look at this word period. And this is something I like to do with words in all sorts of ways sometimes, every now and then whenever I think to. And it's to say, well, what does the word period mean in other contexts? And when we're talking about sexual reproductive systems, then, well, we know what that means, but what else does it mean? And I can think of two meanings. Now, when we say period, it means a full stop. Now, in Australian English... We don't use the word period for full stops. We call it a full stop. But in American English, we call it a period. And that's one definition. And that meaning, the end, the finishing of something, is something that applies to cycles. And it means that There are points in the cycle where certain things end, and most practically, most down to earth, the thing that we're concerned about is the feeling of feeling bad, feeling like, and I'm talking about the men, I'm talking about the men who are on their periods, the men who are frustrated. And you need to understand that there's a point, a single dot, there's a full stop where that stops, it's, it's over, and it's as defined as the end of a sentence. Now, if you're resisting it, and if you're trying to hide it, or you're working against it in some way, then that dot is not going to be defined. And that's one of the things that you need to understand in coming into a very close relationship with your cycles. It's that you have a very, it's a very obvious thing. Now, for some women, the end of their period is very sudden. It's very much on and off, depending on when they're bleeding, when they're actually having that what you'd conventionally call their period. For others, it's more gradual. And of course, for men, well, we have the same thing. Sometimes it's very sudden, it's very defined, and sometimes it's very gradual. Sometimes it's mixed in with a whole bunch of other things. So the period, as in the full stop, as in the definite ending of a Part of the cycle is an important thing to understand. And of course, if you can recognize this when you're in a rough patch or you're in a frustration, then, well, you can actually allow yourself to step further into trusting the cycle. You can allow yourself to be a lot more willing to go along with it, even though it hurts, even though it's frustrating, And actually, that's how you start to relinquish your resistance and your craving and aversion of the cycle. It's similar to telling yourself, well, it'll be over soon. Telling yourself, oh, this is just a cycle, so it will pass. And that's important. It's a very good trick. Now, of course, the problem with telling yourself, oh, it's just a cycle, it will pass, is that you might not believe it. You might not, well, first of all, you might not remember to tell yourself that. Second of all, even if you tell yourself that, you might not believe it. You might not trust in it. And of course, when you're first starting out, this is a real problem, because you might not even trust that there are cycles. You might say, "Well, why isn't it working? Why isn't there? Why isn't it finished? Why, where is the full stop? Where is the end of the period?" And that just creates more resistance. It creates more of a tangle, which just perpetuates the confusion around cycles and all sorts of cycles. And of course, in another way there are always more factors in affecting how we feel than we can really fully be aware of. So you have to be very open with this relationship with cycles and you have to be very sincere with your inquiry into how cycles work. So periods, the the meaning of the word period, if we can go back to what we were talking about just before about the different meanings of the word period one of them is the full stop now the other one is the period of time the length of time and i realized that well this is actually where the, why we use the word periods for women's menstrual cycles it's that it's a length of time it's an It's a duration of something. And if you're a man, you can use this to understand where you are in your cycle. If you understand that things occur for a length of time, then you can allow yourself to actually put things together. Because one of the tricky things, one of the most deceptive things, or the things in a sense that we fail to recognize within ourselves experientially, is that for a certain length of time, we were one thing, and now for another certain length of time, we are a different thing. And you can so easily get in touch with this if you think about it, if you remember it. Now, remember when you used to say those things over and over again? Remember how you used to be obsessed with this certain thing? Remember that time in your life when you were living in that place and you were doing those things? Remember how you used to feel like that all the time? Remember how you used to see that person all the time? or however it is, whatever it is. But the thing is that when we are in something, we think we have always been that thing. We think this is how it's always been, and this is how it's always going to be. And this creates a resistance, a kind of rebellion from the cycle. And for a man's sexual Reproductive cycles, this can have so many implications. This can have so many, th- there are so many things that a man can do to resist his sexual reproductive s- cycles. Because if he's in a certain period, he's in a length of time where it's frustrating, he can jerk off. He can say, okay, well, this is my problem, right? I need to release my seed. This is what's needed. This is what's happening. This is why I'm frustrated. This is why I'm in such a pickle. This is why I'm so rude to people or angry or easily short tempered or impatient. So I'll just jerk off, release my seed, and then I'll be able to relax. Now, this is intervening into the cycle. This is not allowing the period, the, the period of time, the length of time. To be natural. You're actually trying to shorten a certain length of time. And that's a slippery slope. That quickly divulges into. That quickly falls into. Just jerking off all the time. Impulsive behavior. Always just trying to get away from a certain feeling. So to understand that length of time for a condition, applies. And conditions change as, in a a way, compartmentalized periods of time. And, of course, if you inquire into this, if you say, well, I was that before and I am this now, you can say, well, what are the differences and for how long was I each of those things? And within that, within just that little exercise, you have an infinite path of inquiry. Because you can go back further and further and you can compare more and more. And you can understand more and more clearly. You can make more distinctions about the things that you were and the things that you are. And that is a kind of incremental understanding that has an ever-deepening field. It has an ever-widening clarity to it. And it's experiential. It has to be experiential which means it's not enough to just say what you were and what you are. Of course, that's a start, but to experience it means to get a sense of it. It means, in a sense, it means, in a way, to actually go back again and to be that thing again. It's actually to notice how things are changing. It's to notice the changes in the cycles. It's actually to notice that You've been feeling a certain way, and now that feeling is changing, and soon you will feel something different. And then when that different feeling comes along, you'll say, okay, so now I feel this. And you can look back and say, well, this is how it's changed. This is how I felt before. And this is being in harmony with the cycles. This is being in harmony with... How things change, biologically, emotionally, energetically, in your, meta- in your metabolism, in your mind, in your relationships, in your environment, in your moods. And this is so important. This is so important. And it should be common knowledge that men have periods. And we're so far off that. We're still trying to, we're still just trying to come to terms with the fact that women have periods. There's still a a terrible lack in knowledge of what that means. How we should take care of women how we should empower women how we should respect women how should we sh- should support women how we should allow women to be the beautiful things that they are the beautiful things that they can be how can we celebrate more the woman even in that there's so much and of course a a woman's period a woman's menstrual cycle is cause for celebration and there's so much in that there's so much to understand in that because just just looking at it basically you realize that the woman's menstrual cycle well first of all it's the thing that gives new life it's the thing that allows for birth it's the thing that allows for a new human being to come into this existence And that should be cause for celebration, shouldn't it? That should be one of the most profound existential spiritual celebrations that we have. There should be festivals. There should be giant festivals for women's periods. (laughs) Can you imagine that? Can you imagine we throw a party every time a woman is on her period? What a world that would be, how different that would be, how much that would affect our relationships. And yet, also, on the other side we have the men. I don't want to leave the men out of it, because we're both in this together, both as men and women. And it's so easy to say, oh, well, you don't have the women's reproductive system, you don't have eggs, you've got testicles, so you don't have periods. Wrong. And so easily that can fall into, you're a man, toughen up, stop complaining, do as you're told, be consistent, take care of yourself, be independent, you shouldn't need any help. And so on. And that's very different to understanding that men need support too. Men need help. And men have sides of them that should be celebrated. Men have ways of manifesting themselves in the world that are beautiful. And for so long, well, men and women, they've been at war with each other. They've been fighting each other because they haven't understood their cycles. They haven't understood how things change. And they've felt hurt when they've needed help. They've felt repressed when they've needed to be celebrated. And in these cycles is an extraordinary opportunity for unity. Because men and women can synchronize their cycles and ride the ups and downs together. And if you're lucky enough to be in an intimate relationship with someone, then this can be something you can work on. This can be something that can open up wonders. even in the dark times, even in the frustrations. Because if you've got your cycles synchronized and you and your partner are both frustrated, well, now you're no longer alone in your frustration. If you're both in pain, if you're both in a kind of bitterness, if you're in that problematic part of the cycle... And you're synchronized, well, now you can work together. Now you can be in that together. And actually, it's quite hard for some couples to talk about, well, what is hurtful to them. It's hard for them to express their dark side to each other. It's hard for them to actually say, oh, this is my problem. This is my real problem. I've got a real problem. Even in long-term relationships, sometimes it's possible to still have a sense that you need to hide that. That you're not really being accepted for all your flaws as well as your beauties. And yet in the cycles that we have, there is a time when that's actually possible. There's a time when that's more probable. And if you understand that, you can say, well, now's the time for that. And what happens normally? What happens more generally when you open up to someone or you say what your problems are? You think, oh, they're just complaining. Oh, why, why do they have this problem? I don't want to hear it. No, don't say you have a problem. Just Let's just pretend everything's okay. No, it's not a problem. It's okay. It's not as bad as you think it is. Everything's actually good. And that's a resistance to the cycle. And of course I mean the cycle by all cycles. I mean the cycle of life, not just the sexual cycles and the emotional cycles and the energetic cycles. And we can understand this more broadly as well as specifically to mean just the cycle of life. So those are a few thoughts on men's periods. And I'm currently not on my period. I've just come out of it, actually. So maybe that's why I'm feeling... Productive enough to talk about these things. (laughs) And that's all I have to say. For now.